chat with groups and two games at home and away. Story stats and history about football in Australia. All right, welcome to Kick to Kick is backwards and coming forwards. Charlie, we're on Zoom today because obviously Queen King's birthday weekend, so we're not together. That's right. That's right. We're uh, we're just uh, yeah, we're on we're zooming away after a big weekend of a footy that started on Thursday and has just finished. Both and our it's, both it's... our teams beated hated rivals, so we're we're both very happy. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's a, it's been a it's been a good weekend and made all the better by the fact there were three days, so it was great. Mm, exactly. Um, before we get stuck into the games, uh, two little shout-outs. First one, Rhett Bartlett. I don't know if you saw his acquired colour footage of the 1973 Grand Final between Richmond and Carlton. Oh, fantastic. So he's slowly been releasing that online. So you can see the big hit on, um, I think, is it John Nichols who gets knocked out or is it Neil Baum who goes berserk? One of the, one of those things. Oh, fan- oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah, that's that's brilliant. It looks, looks really good, actually. I love that. Um, and the second thing is we have had the most crowds of 80,000 or more in a home and away season ever. Yes, I did. I saw that today because uh, that happened obviously after today. Yeah, so today got us to eight. It's the eighth one today. Um, and we still have 94 games left in the home and away season. So we can go a, a few big ones still to come, right? So yeah, I think we'll most see. of the mar- all the marquee ones are kind of done, but there's still obviously rivalries and, and things coming up later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I, I I reckon we could. I reckon we could get it. What do you reckon? Over under maybe two more. Often, well, I know. You know the, the last couple of games of the season, or the last couple of rounds of the season, when someone might be fighting for a spot in the finals or, or the top spot, can sometimes yeah. happen. Well, I know Essendon play Collingwood in the last round, so that's big. Could, could possibly be that that one. That's very big. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so let's get stuck into the let's go all the way back to Thursday. Yeah, I know. Well, there's a bit to talk about, isn't there? So, Thursday night we had uh, the Swannies versus St Kilda, um, which in, St Kilda ran away with in the end in the Pride game. Yeah, um, I didn't realize how poorly how poor St Kilda's record was against Sydney up there. Yeah, they hadn't won since 2009. That game was by a point, I think the second. Two two games before that, they won by two points, and then you have to go back to the late nineties when they won there. <laughs> so very poor. But St Kilda's won his last two matches there as St Kilda coach because he was their coach back in two thousand and nine. Yeah, five thousand five thousand odd days ago. And um and and Buddy has uh, cemented his spot in the top four now. He has. He's kicked out Doug Wade finally. It's taken him long enough, but he yeah. He it has. It has taken a while. The creep ahead. Um, he kicked four goals in his three hundred fiftieth game. Sorry, I take that back. He had four kicks for the whole game. Yes, kicked two okay. goals. Two, not two goals in very quick succession as well. Yeah. Not the poorest three hundred fiftieth game anyone's ever had. That belongs to John Blakey, who had zero kicks in his three hundred fiftieth. Oh, did he play the whole game? Uh, this is yeah. This is back a little bit. Sixty-eight point loss to the Hawks. That was in the early two thousands. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we is, had a yeah, classic, classic Russ Lyon game early on as well. Sydney didn't score in the first quarter. No. I think did I read that's only the second time ever Sydney have not scored in a quarter at the SCG? 
It was a it was a very low scoring first half of football, that's for sure. And then it, it sort of it got it got up and running in the second half. But yeah, it was it was very low. Yeah, the most the most recent game before this, with two or fewer scoring shots in the first quarter, was nineteen sixty five Geelong versus Footscray. Oh my god! Round one, yeah, yeah. It was. Mm. Poor. Um, what else have we got? Uh, we've got Brad Hill, who's now played. This is this is a weird one from Swamp. Um, he has played the most games without playing a hundred games in any club. He's played two hundred twenty three across three clubs. Oh. Oh, taken... okay. That is, that's a bit. That's a bit of an odd stat. All right. Yeah. He's taken the mantle off Brent Crosswell, who played two hundred twenty-two across three clubs, and Adam Trelaw is still. You know, he's a few back as well, so he's there as well. He's quite. Oh, so he didn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So he could make it, could he? But yeah, Trelaw's Trelaw. only two back, two games behind, or three games behind Hill. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, unless he gets to one hundred at one club, and then he's out. <laughs> and then he's out of that, and then he's off that list. Yeah. Just trying to think all the way, go all the way back to uh, Kazali, wouldn't it? Before that, because he played just under a hundred at both. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Ninety nine at both clubs. Ninety ninety nine at both St Kilda and uh, South Melbourne. And that's not that's only twenty odd games off Trelaw. So yeah, he'd be up on that list probably as well. That's a, that's a long time ago. Yep. Um, so that takes us through to, to Friday night's match where we had uh, the Doggies and Port Adelaide. And Porter just continuing that streak, Timmy. Ten in a row now. Port, Port the new Collingwood. Well, are they the original Collingwood? Ah. <laughs> They're doing, yeah, ten in, ten in a row, nine in a row at Docklands as well. The, the next best team record at Docklands is Essendon and Sydney, who both won three in a row. So they have oh a that. Okay, yeah, completely. The record, I think, I know St Kilda won 18 in a row there in the early Ross Lyon days. So maybe that's the record. I know Essendon, Essendon's 2001, the Doggies knocked us off in that famous game. So we don't have, I'm pretty sure it's not the Bombers record. Mm-hmm. And 10 wins in a row is Port's best record, but we know Geelong hold the record there with 23. Yes. But they've got a while to go to try and knock that off. They've, yeah, they've got a, a, a fair bit to go. Well, they'll, they'll win the flag if they get that that uh, that one done. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> Yeah, they um, would, would they? Yeah, okay. They'd have to, wouldn't they? Yeah. Another well, they'd have to. And, and then would it be the grand final? Or would it be after? They'd have, what, I, 10 games to go? Yeah, that's, that's, some, that's some quick maths, but I imagine it would actually be, it'd have to go into next season, surely. Yeah, assuming they've got 13 games left, 10 games left this season plus three finals, then that, that would get them even. That would get them even, you're right. Anyway, mm, we'll see. <laughs> um, and then we go to Saturday where we had a mate, the first game, major upset, uh, Hawthorne beating Brisbane by 25. Yeah, it, look, it, maybe it's not an upset though because the Hawks have won the last four games now against in, when these two teams have played. Maybe. And the, yeah, the Lions. Fair enough. And the Hawks have looked pretty good the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, the Lions haven't beaten Hawthorne. In four years, four years. I mean, they haven't played them in Brisbane. They played them in Tasmania in the MCG. Yeah. Um. The last time the so if we exclude last year when the demons the Lions beat the demons at the G, the last time they actually won at the MCG was 2014 against Collingwood. Oh wow! Jeez, that's a long time ago. They don't play there very often when they yeah. that shows. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Um, and then the next game was West Coast versus Adelaide. And, and uh, geez, I, I had to almost stop watching this one after a while. It just got a little bit sad. Well, it was it was Tex Walker defeating Adelaide, uh, defeating West Coast by ten points. He kicked ten two. West Coast kicked eight four. Um, but we did get Scorigami here. We got one hundred seventy four to fifty two. Never happened. Not surprising. So Unsurprising that one. Having West Coast terrible is really good for Scorigamis because lots of teams are scoring big against them. But uh, unfortunately, not not so good for uh, not so good for your boys with the percentage. True, but we we play West Coast again. Remember? Yes, that's true. Yeah, in over that's here. True. So we, we'll have our turn again, hopefully. Um, Adelaide now had the highest score of the season, the highest score um, since two thousand and sixteen. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> did you see this quirk that West Coast kicked the same score in every single quarter? I did see that. Really? They kicked, they kicked two one each quarter. Ah. Okay. Consistency. Indeed. This has happened twice before, once in 1934 uh, and once in 2014. <laughs> also, we've got, we've, we've got Tex Walker. There's a few little records here. So he now has the record goals haul for the Adelaide Oval from an yep. AFL game. He's the fourth Crow to kick 10 in a match. So it's him, Modra, Scott Hodges, and Tom Lynch. Mm-hmm. And West West Coast now officially have their longest losing streak of all time, which is 11 in a row. Nowhere near universities, 51 in a row. No. Okay. So what they've got a couple of seasons left until they get kicked out of the league is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, of all the teams, they've got 11 is the least. Port Port also have 11. Do you want me to go through the list for you? I imagine that uh, St Kilda is the top of the list. No, university. Oh, sorry, apart, apart from university, St. Yes. Gilda. I'll, I'll, I'll take you through the list, all right? Yeah, so go, on, 11, go on. 11 in a row, Horton, West Coast, 12 Brisbane Bears, 13 Collingwood, 14 Carlton and Bulldogs, 15 Richmond, 16 Adelaide and Geelong, 17 Essendon, 18 Fremantle, 20 Melbourne, the Giants and the Suns both 21, 27 for the Lions and the Hawks, Swans 29, North Melbourne 35, St. Kilda lost their first 48 games. I mean, the university lost their last 51 games. Yeah. Um, other other uh, 10 goal or more hauls in milestone games. Obviously, we've got John Coleman, who did it on debut. Harry yeah. Valance, Soapy Valance, in his 50th, kicked 10 or more. Dunstall in his 50th, Lockett in his 150th. Jack Titus in his 250th, and now Tex joins him in his 250th. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, apart, apart from... um. Jack, Jack Titus, like they, they're all still sort of very early on in their careers. Like two, 250 after, uh, sorry, 10 goals after 250 games. It's just, it's a humongous effort. Isn't it? Yeah, huge. Um, so the next the next game was uh, Frio versus Richmond on yeah, Saturday Richmond, night. Richmond looked pretty good here. Um, because of this game, Dustin Martin now qualifies for AFL Life Membership. Okay. Yep. Um, and we've got Jack Rewalt moving into fifth position for most goals in the AFL era. So since 1990. Oh, all right. Okay. Different, completely different list. All right. There you go. Yeah. So we've got uh, Buddy Franklin leading there with 1,059. Matty Lloyd, 926. Tony Lockett, 895. Matty Richardson with an even 800. And now Jack Rewalt moves one ahead of Jason Dunstall with 778. Okay. A few little Jason Dunstall mentions here today. 
Yeah. I'm sure we might have another one by the end after today's today's showing as well by him. Mm. Um, so, so yesterday's matches, we had North Melbourne versus GWS. GWS running out by 28 points there. Yeah, solid win. Um, so there's been 2,418 players who have played 100 games in the AFL-VFL. Lockie Keefe played his 100th yesterday. Took him 11 years, 356 days. 336, sorry. This is the 12th longest of all time. Um, and surprisingly, he's exactly even. He's 50 wins, 50 losses. Really? Yeah. So 12th longest. What What is the longest time it's ever taken someone to play 100 games, Timmy? Great question. Jim Jackson, I think he played for Hawthorne and St Kilda, took 16 years and 36 days between 1909 and 1926. Obviously, wow. he didn't play because of the war and because I think St Kilda had stood out for a few years. Um, so, yeah, it took him 16 years. And also less games in a season as well. Oh, of course, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, there, there's a few few things coming into into play in that one. Yeah, uh, the Roos have now lost eleven in a row as well, which is you know, they're but they're nowhere near their longest losing streak of thirty five. No, is it, and it feels a little bit different. They're not getting absolutely pummeled, and records being set against them. Has it? Yeah. Uh, so then we go to uh, last night's game, and Timmy, you were at this one: Carlton versus Essendon. Oh, it's a great game. I'm going to get my gripe out of the way first, Charlie. Okay. Talk to um, me. So I was at – so I've, I've worked out all the time. I was at the MCG watching this game for three hours and six minutes. Mm-hmm. Travel time to and from the MCG was three hours and two minutes. Really? So I live I live down Cheltenham Mentone Way. Sandringham line was down. Frankston line was down. So you couldn't get the train in and replacement yes. buses are a nightmare. So – in the end, I ended up driving to Chapel Street near Windsor Station, parked there, caught the tram up, and and walked from the corner of Bridge Road and Chapel. Mm-hmm. It just it was just a nightmare trying to get in, and then waiting for the tram with you know hundreds of other people to get back down yeah. Chapel Street. It was just an absolute nightmare. Getting home would have been an absolute nightmare, I imagine. Yeah, I got home at quarter to midnight. Yeah, today yeah. it was. They were back up and running today. The train, the sand yeah. that that line was back up and running after a couple of weeks off, and uh, geez, doesn't make a difference. Oh, a massive difference. Well, you know, they they got 83,000 there last night to the Essendon Carlton. It would have been probably 90,000 if the trains were running properly. So, yeah, well well done to those people who did get to the ground because especially from down here, it was hard work. Yeah, 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 absolutely. All right, let, let's get to the, the positives then. Um, so we had 83,638, a nice palindropic crowd number there. Oh, yeah. Palind- palindromic, not palindropic. Um. Now, the promo, I don't know if you saw Essendon and Carlton had all their premiership cups on the ground. No, I didn't see that. No. Well, they had that. Sorry. I should say they had 32. They had their 32 VFL, AFL premiership cups. And the promo is talking about, you know, their rivalry dating back to 1897. But oh, it's much longer than that. Yeah, they've ignored the years between 1879 and 1896. Um, and obviously, you know, Carlton won two VFA cups, and four, and I, I guess... The parody of sixteen each sounds much nicer. Bit of bit, bit of posturing as well, um, floating around those those cups, even though yeah. we haven't done and neither team's done nothing for twenty years. <laughs> um, yeah, well. Now it was a great win. Bombers' first win over the Blues at the MCG since two thousand and nineteen. There was no score Gami, but eighty six to fifty two hasn't happened since round nine two thousand. So nineteen eighteen, not two thousand eighteen. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, Peter Wright kicked five goals on his comeback, so he's now 100, equal 164th in the Coleman, but into the top 10 at Essendon's goal kickers already. And how's this for a stat? 
Um, Essendon's back six, Ridley, Redmond, McGrath, Laverde, Heppel, Zerk, Thatcher. 109 disposals, 104 of them were effective. That's pretty incredible. Crazy. Um, and now wow. we know we know the Madden medal used to be handed out for, for these matches. Not anymore, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But that probably would have gone to Nick Martin yesterday. Yeah. Great game. 30 disposals, nine marks. Very influential. Good little baby ball. Absolutely. Bomb. And buddy, and just you know, I mean, uh, pot, pot calling the kettle black after today's game, but geez, Carlton just could not kick straight, could they? They couldn't, no, and they really had the yips. Harry, Harry Mackay, just it's, it's all in his head, yeah, because they had the, the second quarter, they had a good run at it, and they could have really made a dent against you guys. And then, oh, uh, they had all the momentum, and they just couldn't capitalize, yeah. no. Which was disappointing for them, but very, very lucky for you guys. And not lucky, you guys, you guys deserve the win and played bloody well. So um, yeah, well, let's get to that. Let's get to today, Charlie. Are you itching? So to today's game, the the big freeze at the G King's birthday and a beautiful, great start to the day with uh with the slide and and all all you know all the stuff going on. I tell you what, it was an absolute sea of blue. Yeah. Um, at the G. Did you have and a favorite slider? I did. I did. Um, I'll get it. I'll do. Yeah. It was uh, Eric Banner for me. Yes. Did Carl you see Dittrich. it? Did they? Sh- yeah. Carl, Carl Dittrich. He looked, he looked fantastic. Um, that was, yeah, brilliant. Tony Shaw was fantastic as well. And then um, I like Jason Taylor Dunn. Harris. Taylor Harris really did yeah. a good Sam Kerr as well. You know, Sam Kerr and, um, and Jason Dunstall in his, in his Aquaman. It was, yeah. no, every, they were all fantastic. Yeah, and, they were good. What an amazing cause again. And, you know, I think the final tally that I saw was it was close to uh, 3 million, I think it was. Wow, that's impressive. Which, which means I think over the time it's it's about $70 70, million dollars yeah, that they've ridiculous. raised. So good. Which is just incredible and just a, an absolute testament to the great man. What's what's going to um, happen? What's going to happen when he eventually does pass away? Well, I mean, I think the legacy has been has been built. I think it it will just absolutely. continue on. Yeah, well, they, they've got to build a statue somewhere, surely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know if done. you I don't know if you watched yesterday's game, but they had a big banner of Neil Danaher over that pit where the ice bar the ice slide was going to go. Oh, did they? I didn't yeah. see that. In that blank spot yeah. there. Yeah. 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 No, nice it was touch. it was it was pretty incredible, and a, another great crowd, just over eighty three thousand as well as, as you said yeah. yesterday. A record, a record for the uh, big freeze game. Yeah, and um, and a bloody a bloody good game of football it was. Yeah, real real hard. Yeah, game and uh, the D's definitely had the the second half especially. You all had all the momentum and just mm. couldn't capitalize. You probably should have won the game by about five goals. Yeah, but it's it, it's um it was a, the way it was a good way to football game to watch. You know, like you said, just defensive pressure. Like they just yeah couldn't get it couldn't get it in the into their forward line. How nervous were you in that last minute? Very, very nervous. <laughs> very nervous. But it was very fitting the Jack the Jack Viney got the clearance out of the middle and, and sent it forward, even though you know it was to an empty forward line. It didn't matter. He, the he did the job and he was absolutely incredible today and very much deserved the uh Neil Danaher trophy. Oh, that, that goes with his Checker Hughes medal from a few weeks ago as well. Yeah, absolutely. He's doing, he's doing what Darcy Parrish did a few years ago and just winning all those match day medals. He said, I do have to say though, Darcy Moore was absolutely outstanding. Um, 
He just raised the play so well, doesn't he? Yeah, he was phenomenal. Um, but it, uh, yeah, bloody good game. And uh, what, our first, um, our first Queen, well, King's birthday win in quite a while. Yeah. Um, so overall, you've played 22 Monarchs birthday games from 2001 mm. till today. The Pies have won 14 of them, the D's seven, and there's been one draw. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. they, they've definitely had the run of it. But as uh, Russell Robertson said at the game today, this is the first King's birthday. Uh, no, sorry, Collingwood have not won a King's birthday game in the last century. Yeah, they so we, <laughs> we've done all right. <laughs> here's, here's a few other good facts. So last time Melbourne kicked 18-66-1, and one, it was against Collingwood at the MCG on the second week in June in 1900. Really? Who won the flag in 1900, Charlie? I believe that was the Mighty Demons, the Mighty Futures, I should the say. Futures, yes. Um, what else we got? Pendles had his 6,000th disposal. Oh, amazing. Uh, Collingwood have won, had have now won 10 of their past 14 matches when trailing at three-quarter time. This one kind of puts them down a bit, but that run started at Big Freeze 8 last year. Ah, okay. So hopefully you've killed that that now. I'm, I'm calling it there. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, hopefully someone had to do it. Bailey Fritch kicked his 200th goal for the club today. Could you, could you name me the last Melbourne player who kicked the 200 goals for Melbourne? The last Melbourne player to kick 200 goals for Melbourne. Uh, as in the, who's still playing? Just just the last the last Melbourne player who kicked 200 goals. It's 2009. David Neitz? Cameron Bruce. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Nita would have been way before that. Sorry, yeah. that was a terrible guess. Yeah. Um, Aaron Bruce, wow, okay. And uh, it's interesting, no player has ever won the Neil Danaher Trophy twice. So there's been, I think, seven winners and all, except for Cloak is still playing, although actually Adam Trelaw is not with the Pies anymore, despite being paid by them. No. Um, yeah. So that ladder now, we've got the Pies equal top with Port Adelaide, just on percentage. I'm surprised Port's percentage is so low, 117. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, they've got a good little gap now, two games. I mean, you're, you've pegged them back, but it's good to get that a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, North and West Coast down the bottom. Hawks, I mean, if you can play compare and Carlton the fourth last, that just not great. But right, there's only there's only three games separating Bris, uh, Brisbane in fourth place and. Gold Coast in eleventh place, so yeah. it's a it's a very tight little ladder. Um, and the Swans and the Giants and the Tigers only a little bit back from that as well. So, you know, it's it is like anyone from probably. Do we say Carlton's out of it now? I think you can't. There's no way. No, nah, well, almost impossible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think having having teams like West Coast and North, and I mean Hawthorne is showing good signs now, but the way they have been has has allowed that that sort of top end to to not be able to pull too far away. No one's sort of getting it, getting too far out of it. So yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, she's tight. She and there's, a, there's a lot still to play for. It'll be good. So we've got a, f- a few more buys next week, and then we're done with those bye weeks, and then we're back into the end of the season. Oh, well, I think there's two more. Two more weeks, weeks of buys. Is that right? I think, I think. 
So who we got? Let's go through next week's quickly. Yes, let's do it. So we've got we've got next week. Uh, the buys are uh, Adelaide, Collingwood, Essendon, Hawthorne, Melbourne, and the Eagles yep. in round fourteen. Um, so the first night, first game Thursday night, Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide versus Geelong at Adelaide yeah, Oval. So that's only in like three nights' time. Yeah, amazing. It's not far away. Um, Should be a good game as well. Um, the Cats fresh off the bye, and then uh, yes. Port Adelaide just absolutely rolling. Yeah, it should be it should be good fun. Um, then we have Friday night Brizzy versus Sydney at the Gabba. Yeah, these two teams used to play for the Alan Schwab Memorial Trophy, which I oh, think they yeah. should still. I think that, like, remember he, he died in some weird circumstances. Like, it's not a, but he did a lot for both those clubs, so he should be honoured. He certainly did. Um, then we have GWS versus Brio on Saturday. Um, yeah. And Richmond versus St Kilda at the G on Saturday night. Yeah, best on ground for that gets the Ian Stewart Medal, which has been awarded since two thousand four. Nice, nice. Sunday we have Carlton versus Gold Coast. Oh, danger game! Very much so. Don't imagine then, if Carlton lose that. Mm, and then, well, the, I mean, they, I mean, Gold Coast are above them on the ladder, but Carlton is still um, odds-on favourite. So it was in Melbourne. And yeah. you know the Suns have played two games at a sweltering Darwin. Yeah. So it'll be interesting it's contrast turnaround coming into winter. Yeah. And then the final game of the weekend is North Mel North Melbourne Bulldogs uh, at Marvel on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Last last uh, these two teams used to play for the Gary Dempsey Medal. Shame they don't oh, anymore. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be a very interesting one. And the do- the doggies um could be in a bit of trouble if they drop that. Yeah, a little little mid season slump. Yes, but then um, um yeah. no, you're right. And then we've got one more week of buys. Sorry, my 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 bad. Yeah, four weeks of buys, ridiculous. Yeah, so like just get them all done. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, a few little bits to, to mention as we finish off here. The dogs had their Hall of Fame dinner on Saturday night. So inducted into the Bulldogs Hall of Fame was Bob Murphy, Matthew Boyd, Luke Darcy, Dale Morris. They had four players elevated to legend. Gary Dempsey, who we just talked about, Brad Johnson, Arthur Oliver, and Jim Gallagher. And they had two moments elevated into their Hall of Fame as well. The 2016 flag and the 2018 AFLW flag. Oh, nice. Yes. Very cool. Um, and and last... you could put a moment in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, official Hall of Fame legendary moment. Um, and shout out also to Ben Jolly, who became just the third player to play 300 VFA VFL games. Really? That's incredible. Surprised me. The other two on that list are Bill Swan, who played for Port Melbourne and Williamstown, Dane Swan's dad, mm-hmm. and Fred Cook, um, very famous name, who played for Yarraville, Port Melbourne, and Moorabbin. Nice. Oh, well, congratulations. That's yeah. a fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, so, song song to finish us off. We'll go with uh, "Slay the Beast," which was uh, written in collaboration with Neil Danaher, I believe, by a band called Porsche and the Sweaters. Nice, fantastic. Uh, can't well. Looking forward to uh, doing this again in person next week, Timmy. Uh, and until then, uh, hooroo. Army.
Thanks for listening to the Kick to Kick podcast present Backward in Coming Forward. You can find all our old episodes wherever you get your good podcasts. If you want to get in contact with us, our email address is kicktokickpodcast at gmail.com. On social media, we have Twitter at kicktokickpod or on Facebook. Or you can find us on Instagram at backwards and coming forward. For a full list of our resources and what we use in this show, go to our website, which is kicktokick.podbean.com. Thanks very much for listening.